Hey guys, welcome to session four of Unpredictably Elevated. I am Chai, and this your girl, the kid, Redeem Rebel. And today's topic is going to be millennial careers. So let's start off with our black history fact. Okay, so today we're going to talk about Ursula Burns, who happens, who was the first uh, black woman to head uh, Xerox, the first black CEO of Xerox, and also the first black woman to um, become CEO of Fortune 500 company. Now, some time ago, um, I saw this video on where she talked about the sacrifices she had to make as far as like her family versus career but I can't I can't seem to find that video um so like a brief based on what I remember is it was somebody's um I want to say it was her mother's funeral it was somebody's funeral and um she missed it because she had to work or she was working and she said that was like one of her regrets um because sometimes you can get so focused on chasing success that you kind of miss out on like things that are can be viewed as important. Um, but Ursula Burns um, grew up um, with a single mother in, in Lower Manhattan. Um, she went to school to be an engineer, um, and then she got an internship at Xerox and then worked her way up into the company to become the CEO. So we're gonna give a snap, snap, hand clap for Miss Ursula Burns. She's, I think, 50 right now, so she did the damn thing. She she paid the way. They sell a lot of people say that she was a she is a great leader. Um and that to ultimately be a leader you have to serve. And I respect that because me being a leader, I'm arrogant, which is not cool, but that's why me and Ursula Burns are not the same person. But shouts out to Ursula. So you're bossy. Um, I try not to be like if I can if um, like at my job, I would rather do it myself than ask somebody else to do it because I don't want to seem like yeah, do that. But mm -hmm. if I get comfortable in that setting, yeah, I'll be bossy. And I'm also I'm arrogant. Like I think highly. You saw how I was reading writing my book. I was like I'm about to shit on people. This shit, I'm an author. I got my book. What the fuck is you doing? But it's like, yeah. But that's why I had to go back. I had to just kind of calm down. Like, yeah, bro, just calm down. But yeah, I struggle with uh, pride. Lots and lots of pride. <clears throat> what about you? Uh, I don't know. That's, um, should I get all that? Um... I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things. <sighs> Me, personally, just keeping it real. Um, working in a corporation, I was struggling with the fact that I had to basically work for my own time off. That was really, that really took a toll on me. So I definitely understand where she was coming from because that's it's it's a crazy concept so in my corporation where i used to work it was a hospital and you for every two weeks i would get seven point something hours 
So I work 10 hour shifts. So that means I would have to basically work a month to get one day off because I would need 10 hours, not just seven. Even if you worked an eight hour shift, you would still need. Now granted, the the amount of time that you, it goes up however long you've been there. So I was at seven something. So if you were there for, I don't know what the year increments are, but five, 10 years, then the amount that you get per two weeks would go up. So let's say someone who's been there for 10 years might might get, you know, eight or nine hours. Automatically. Automatically. So, but I was, yeah, so I was, you know, I was obviously, I was under five years. So I would, I would, um, I still was getting like seven point something per, per paycheck, per pay period. So it's just like, you literally, you have to be so calculated with your PTO because you want to make sure that you don't use it all on one vacation because then if something comes up, like you really do get sick or you really, you know, have to like have an emergency, you won't have anything. It's just like there's when I what what I was doing, there was only two of us. So we really didn't have I mean, I'm, I'm thankful, um, you know, that I never really had an emergency where I needed to use my PTO like that. But like I just remember like one time my coworker. Um, I had already planned to go up to Jacksonville, but her like her one her like best friend passed away, and so it's just like I don't I can't remember if she ended up going to the funeral or not, or she wasn't able to, because the thing was it was just the two of us. So if I couldn't cover, my manager would try to cover sometimes, but like it was pretty much up to her discretion whether she wanted to cover or not. Um. So it's just it was just two of us really, and it's like we try to have people on standby that we could call and be like, "Hey, can you fill in?" But it was just I was just glad we didn't have a supreme like issue like this whole thing with Grandpa. Like I would not have I would have to take FMLA, um, like a family leave, and I don't even know. Yeah, it's only for like a month. I don't even know. I, I don't know how that works, but I'm glad I never <laughs> had to venture and figure out, you know, that whole deal because it just it's just crazy. Like it's a crazy system. You work a whole month just to get one day off, and then it's like to be able to take a week or two weeks off. It's just it's a lot of planning. And then it's like you can't even you can't even just like hey I'm using I'm taking my PTO my PTO to go on vacation like you have to get that approved first so it's like yeah you have the PTO but you still have to put that through a system of you know someone has to check and balance and make sure that you know the shifts are covered and all that stuff so it's just like you don't have the time to yourself to do what you want to do like if i want to take a mental health day i have to actually be like is it worth it is my is he? you know what i'm saying like of course it's worth it to take a mental health day but yeah, you really have ass. to think about it because that's one of your pto days so, so it's just like if you use this day it's like how bad am i about to break down or can i get through this one day you know what i'm saying to my next day off 
Like you really have to think that way because and you couldn't even take a mental health day because that's calling out. I know, and that's the thing I could call out like she. I made a living off that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I couldn't call out. There was, there wasn't really a system for that. Um. Yeah. So I think that's something that I struggled with. Um, but I did love my job for the for the for the that was. I don't have really any complaints about that. I was about by myself in my own cubby hole. All I do is do my work, and I go out for a little bit and, and deliver everything, and and then come back into my cubby hole, and I loved it. <laughs> but I was getting to the point where I was just like, bro. How do people stay at a job for like 10 plus years? Granted, you know, each each their own. Everyone has their own thing that they like. But for me personally, I was just like, I see the same people. Oh my gosh. So there's this lady, or this woman that I would, on when I was getting off my shift, I got off at uh, six. She would be coming in for her, her shift. She worked nights. Mm-hmm. We would just pass each other and say hi every single day it i don't know it kind of worked i don't know it was just really weird like we were just leaving and coming at the same time and i won't i won't say every day because you know obviously some days i would leave early or she would you know blah blah blah. but like for the most part i saw this woman i don't know i don't even know her name like (laughs) every day and i was just like Oh my gosh, if I stay here any longer, I'm literally going to see this person, the same person, walking in and I'm walking out. Yeah, you don't even realize. And it's just like that you see the same people every single day. Like the first, the first, I think the first year, I was just like, yeah, this is cool. The second year, I was just like, I should probably start learning people's names. The third year, I was like, Bro, it's been three years. Where did the time go? (laughs) So I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I was just like, I cannot do this. And um, there was another person who used to um, cover for us when we did need time off or something like that. She was like, man, bro, I'm about to bounce. I've been here for like six or seven years. Oh, I cannot. Nah. Yeah, she like moved back to her home state, and she was like, "Yeah, I just I can't I can't do it." And I'm just like, "Man, I can't. I don't even. I can't even see myself doing six years here. Six years. Just 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 think about that. Let that sit. That's from the time we were in high school till now. Yeah, that's a lifetime." <laughs> it feels like a lifetime. Think but about how much med- we've evolved in six, seven years. I know. Hell no. And the thing is, is that you have to... It wouldn't be so bad. Like, I guess it wouldn't be so bad because during that... I, that's why I needed that job. I really did because that gave me the space that I needed to grow um, intellectually. Like, when I was um, doing my prep work and everything, I was listening to podcasts. So I was able to kind of still get my mind in the right place while also working. So that's why I love that job because... I was able to just be alone and work on myself as a person um, and just really develop a lot of ideas and grow and, and just learn about my past and try to heal from my past and everything. Um, 
So I'm, that's why I'm very grateful for that job because I went through a lot and I was able to heal from a lot just in that space that I had in that in that little cubby hole. Like, yeah, but you be calling me like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> because I, I created a system and that's why it makes me feel like I know I can adapt to any situation because when I first started that job, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm afraid. Like, I don't like people watching me. Like, it makes me nervous. But then it's like, over time, I was just like, I do this every day. If I make a mistake, it's because I'm human, not because I'm being watched. Because, like, we would have people come in and they would, like, see, like, what I'm doing and stuff. Because other hospitals didn't have what I was doing. Um... And, um, yeah, and some of the, like, dietitians and stuff would come in and watch me and stuff. And I, at first, I was, like, really nervous, and I was, like, afraid to mess up because I didn't want to seem incompetent. Yeah. Um, and then jobs make you jobs make you feel like that. Like, you got to be, like, you're supposed to be perfect, and if you mess up, like, that you can't mess up. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I was able to really overcome a lot of stuff um, and just really grow as a person. Um so I'm really grateful for that job, but it just made me realize that that's not what I wanted to do. Like that's, I just, it was just sucking the life out of me. Like even though it's exactly what I wanted, like there were so many benefits working there. It was a very good corporation. I did feel like, you know, stuff was like, our needs were being heard. Mm -hmm. Um so I, I I I would definitely recommend that that corporation um, to people to people yeah, but um, I don't know, like that it just that whole PTO thing just kind of yeah. I just I say for me, um, I agree with that. I never actually really. For jobs, I feel like I hated all my jobs. Basically, I've hated every last one I've had. It's like I go there, I get really into it, excited. Yeah, and then about six months in, a month or three months in, I'm like, oh, fuck this. I'm like, oh, fuck this shit, man. I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> this is boring. Um, so that's why I just wanted quitting. So, guys, this is not something to be boastful about. But for me, it's like I'm a serious job quitter. Um, for me, if I don't want to do something, I'm just not going to do it. And so that's basically been the majority of my jobs. Um, I just, I get bored easily. It's not what I want to do. Um, some say, I can say I am lazy and it's because I don't like to work, but I just feel like, um, I don't want to work with the, without a purpose. Like, what am I here for? Or what is this? If it's, and it's, if it's not something I want to do. And I think for me, the biggest thing is just kind of figuring out what it is that I want to do with my career. Um, and I feel like I I feel like being the younger sibling, like you and mama expect me to be like, like y'all, like mama. She's like, oh, you know, you can't quit. You need to stop quitting your jobs and all that stuff. And then I hear you are like doing all of these things. You've been, you was at your job for three years. I think the lowest I've ever been in the job was like two years. Two years, okay, three years, but it was off and on because I quit and came back. And then I quit again. Uh, again, guys, that's not something to be proud of. But um, so it's like I feel like Mama kind of wants me to like be like you, 
And it's like, that's not, that's very difficult for me because I feel like my version of success is completely different. So it's not going to match up to your version of success. But I feel like my version of success is, is less than because it's not as like extravagant or, you know, like I want to live, I basically want to live a simple life. I mean, um, like I want to do things. I don't really care about money. Like it wouldn't matter to me if I get a hundred thousand dollars or not. I mean, that would be really cool. It's something to aim for, but I could care less if I get that. I think more than anything, I just want to do what the fuck I want to do in my life. Like if one day I just want to become a truck driver or I would never work at Walmart, but maybe it'd be a park ranger somewhere or just, I just want to be able to have the freedom to do whatever it is I want to do and not feel like I'm failing the family because I'm deciding to do this or because of the way that I want to live my life or, you know what I'm saying? So like I equated to like, I wanted to work at Brinks because I don't know, I thought it was cool, kind of money, cool. And I, working at Brinks, I got the experience of realizing that's not what I wanted to do. So for me, that's what I want to, I, that's what I want to be able to experience. I want to be able to say, to try something and have the freedom to say whether I want to do it or not. Instead of being like forced into doing something or instead of being talked into saying, well, you need to do this or you're doing it because you feel like you're supposed to do it. Instead of actually having a mind of your own to say, no, do I want to do this? Do I do I don't want to do this? You know, and it's like that's scary because you realize that your life is your life. And my fear is I don't want to mess my life up. Like, I don't want to make the wrong decisions or I don't want to make the wrong mistakes or. I don't want to like completely just waste my life away, be 50 years old and realize, damn, the first part of my life I just wasted. Now I got to scramble the second half and try to figure that shit out. So that's another part. It's like, damn, if I do decide to just do what I want to do, like, and not, I guess, take advice or not listen, I do face that risk of having to like, deal with those consequences but again that's your life so you you have to be able to deal with those consequences you have to figure out how to change it but it's just i don't know i'm just i don't want to have to go through that but i mean you got to go through something like you gotta you gotta go through like to, to realize what it is that you want so that's why that's why i compare myself to solange because like imagine being in beyonce's shadow bro like you i would feel as a sister that i would have to be just as big as her or it, or Madonna, her sister, like I was watching an interview on Oprah and Madonna's sister's like, yeah, I wanted to be a model. And people were like, well, do you want to be as big as Madonna? She's like, no, I just, that's just something I want to do. But it's like, you're always going to be compared to your bigger than larger than life. Uh, somebody that's larger than life. And it's like just being able to just stay in your lane or like. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but Swan's just created a whole life of her own and she's happy with that. And it's like, for me, it's like, damn. Like, think about all the celebrities with brothers and sisters. It's like, are they, are their brothers and sisters jealous of them? Like, damn, my brother or my sister is a big star and look at my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I will feel some type of way about that, even though I know I shouldn't, but it's like, damn, I feel like I just, my life ain't shit. But it's like, I guess you had to find your own you have to find what it is that makes you happy in your life and be okay with that. And it's like, again, choices, you know, like they chose to chase stardom. Whereas 
you can choose to chase stardom, you know what I'm saying? But that's just my biggest thing. Just trying to have the courage to to live my life the way that I want to and to find my own my own version of success outside of what other people what other people think success is because a lot of things like I care less about, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like, damn, I should probably care about that. You know, I should probably want, I should want to live my life like this. Or I should, you know, want to do that and this, that, and the third. And it's like, damn, you be looking at yourself like, damn, are my expectations of myself too low? Like, do I need to aim higher? You know what I'm saying? So that would be, that would be like my biggest thing as far as like this whole millennial career thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot I know. <laughs> yeah. I had to get that shit off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I just, you know, listened. Yeah. Because I felt like that was something that you needed to work through. But it's definitely very uh, relatable and understandable because it's like if we don't aim... I feel like that's what we're dealing with as millennials right now is, you know, our parents are like, oh, go to college, get a good job find a good job and then that's your set but it's like that version of success is not what we see you know a lot of us want to be creatives and want to find something that we're passionate about um i know they say that a lot of us have this oh we want to make a difference in the world type of um mentality mm-hmm. and that's true it's just like we we do want to make a difference in the world we want to create new things and and you know, we want to live different lives and create different lives for ourselves. And I feel like that's what you guys worked for. You guys worked for us to be able to make the choice to do what we wanted. You guys didn't have a choice. You guys had to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't have a choice of using their creativity or, you know, deciding to not go to college and, and do this. I mean, some of them didn't have that choice at all, regardless. But, you know, being having to work and just work 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 um that was just something that they had to do and that's why they feel like we have to do it um we have to do, follow into their footsteps but it's like no you worked hard so that we would be able to do this not so that we could do the same thing you did so yeah. now we're at a point where you know we're trying to you know find that diversion of success for ourselves and what that means but we also have to kind of fight our parents because our parents are like oh well why aren't you doing something you know that that you know will be stable you know that's the thing stable you know something reliable whatever it's just like i don't care about that (laughs) you know what i'm saying what's the point of being stable if you're you hate what you're doing every single day true um you know and i hear that a lot coming from um like children of uh like first generation immigrants Right, you know, people who came over to the states to make a better life, and it's like they want their kids to pick or choose careers that they feel are stable, like doctors. Yeah, and it's just like you know, kids are choosing to do something else, and it's it's difficult. That's something that my partner is going through right now as well. Like, you know, they want him to choose something that that they feel is more stable but he's doing exactly what he wants to be doing well not exactly what he wants to be doing but he's doing what he loves right now and that's going to boost him into whatever god takes him to and but that's the path that he wants to go on and they're just not seeing his vision right now and but that's the other thing is like knowing that 
we are the we are the manifestors of our visions for our lives. Yeah. And um, something. Oh, I just saw a video on this. I think it might have been on Instagram. But he was saying like, basically, you know, you have a pair of binoculars, and you're looking at the stars, and you see like this. Uh, you know this amazing star or whatever and you look to your family members and you're like hey look at this star look at this star it's so beautiful and they're like we don't see anything you know what I'm saying but yeah. it's because they don't have binoculars you're the only one with the binoculars so it's like you're the you're the only one that sees your vision for your life um, and it's like they're not gonna see that they're not gonna see that vision until it 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 becomes tangible for them you know what i'm saying until basically until you see fruits of your labor is when they'll start actually believing in your vision um so for the time being they're literally like well why don't you choose something else or why don't you be something else it's just like damn like right now i really wish you would be here supporting me even though you can't see my vision but now i'm just gonna have to go and basically kind of ignore you and just be on my grind and that sucks because you want your parents there to believe in you and supporting you and that they may still support you but it's like it's not the same for when if you have parents who no matter what no matter what you i'm not gonna say no matter what you say to them but like no matter what plan or vision you bring to them they're like i don't understand it but i'm still here for you those parents are different than the parents who are like I don't know what you're doing. I don't, it, it, it don't make sense. I don't know why you're doing this. You should do something else. Like, do you feel like mama's like that? I don't, I, I don't, feel like mama, at first she can be like that, but then it, she'll kind of go along with it. Yeah, I, I definitely think so because, um, even when I was little and I said I wanted to become a doctor, like, she, especially, I want, because I told her I want to be an OBGYN. Like, I remember her being like, you want to look at vaginas for the rest of your life? Like, she said that? Yes, bro. And you laughed along. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yes, I, I definitely remember that. We were in the car driving someplace. And I don't know how the conversation came up. But I remember that. Because I was just like... But in little ways, I feel like she supported your dream. Though. Well, yeah. She has. She definitely has. She, she always buys me like medical books and stuff. Like She's the reason why I'm able to self-study right now. Because uh, like she get she's given me... Um, like two major medical books that I'm going to self-study from. Um, so, and then the the guy that I, her OB, the one she got me for my senior project internship, it gave me another book um, that I'm going to self-study for, self-study with. So it's just like she, even though she like made little comments along the way, she's always looked out for me. Yeah. Um, so that's always been good, you know, that's always been all right. I've kind of ignored the comments, but um, I don't think she had not recently. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when I was when as you were coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's been more supportive now as you, as you got noted, like when you went to college and stuff. Yeah. I think she was kind of scared. Like at first, like during your college years, she was a little scared. She thought she was going to leave it alone. But then you picked that sucker right back on up. She's like, okay, you still going with it. Yeah, because I... College was just... I feel like that's another topic altogether. Because college was difficult for me. Because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was in a new place, a new surroundings. Um, I didn't know who I was. I didn't have a spiritual foundation. 
I didn't, um, I, yeah, I was naive. I, yeah, there's just, being 18 in college, I definitely was at a loss. Um, so, um, from being sheltered, I was just like, ooh, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this too. Like, it was just a kind of, it was pretty much like a small rebellion. Like, I was just like, I'm free. I'm free. So I wasn't necessarily focused on school per se like I was, but I definitely could have done a lot better. Um, and as far as the medical part of it, I just, because I chose women's studies as my degree, I wasn't necessarily focused on the medical part. So I didn't really take any of my sciences. So that's why I'm pretty much self-studying all of that now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was just, yeah, that's that's gonna be, that's, that's probably another whole topic. But she definitely, um, <clears throat> it was hard trying to get back to that. I had a lot of trouble with math. Um, that kind of set me back. So that's why my dreams kind of wavered. Um, I had some I had an advisor that told me I should pick a different career because I wasn't good at math. And that kind of, that kind of like really put, I don't want to say I went into a depression, but like I was, I was really bummed out after that. And I stopped going to advisor meetings because of that, because I just, I didn't feel supported at all. Like I, I was just like, damn, like, so okay so should i be thinking about being a different career you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. should i be thinking about something else or you know i just really felt down you know about myself um so yeah like i mentally i probably put it down but like it's been such it's such a passion for me um that i just i could never leave it alone and like just she even mentioned like maybe like three years ago i think we were talking about it and Ooh. mama and um i was just like um she was saying why you know why don't you look into like a physician assistant or something else like that and i was like i don't know like and it's just like i wouldn't be satisfied you know what i'm saying like i i wouldn't i just know that i wouldn't be satisfied doing anything else and that's just the, that's just a feeling I've always had. Is I I've always felt that if I chose anything else, it's because I I just, just pussied out for lack of better words. Yeah. <laughs> like I just I felt that medical school was too hard, or I was I had too much to to get through to get to medical school like you know what i'm saying there's like a whole process i have to do right now just to be able to apply for medical school um you know that i'm gonna be too old by the time i you know graduate and it's like bro you have all the time in the world like even if you don't graduate to in your 30s you still can practice for like 30 more years like you know what i'm saying like there's yeah they're just the devil just tries to put stuff in your head and you really have to be aware of the thoughts that you speak or the thoughts yeah the thoughts that you speak and just what you think yeah because if you believe it it will make you 
decide things that you wouldn't actually like you wouldn't decide if you weren't thinking that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's just like if i actually believed that i was too old that i wasn't capable of learning new material then i would have chosen something that i felt was less um rigorous so that i'd be able to do it and it's just like you're supposed to challenge yourself you know you're supposed to do things that you don't think you're capable of just so that you can you know conquer those things yeah so it's just like you know i was like no i don't think that's i had to think about it because i was just like well maybe i should look at these look at you know a physician assistant or something else because i didn't feel at that time i was just like man like it's been so long it's taken me so long to graduate you know maybe i do need to look at something lesser but it's like it's like no just go, just do it. Just go to medical school. Just just do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm grateful that, you know, she's definitely been there, um, especially no in the past. Way. Yeah. Um, you know, you just have to look at it in different ways. But just seeing other people's parents and how they react to what they're doing, it's just like, I am grateful um, to have her be, you know, as supportive as she is now. Because... It's already difficult going through life and having other people's expectations on you. Even though you're not supposed to be worried about other people's, you know, perceptions or expectations of you, it's still there and you're still human and you still, you know, recognize those things. Um, So even though it might not affect you in a certain way, like it's still, to me personally, it still kind of hits home. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still like, ugh. Like, I have to do this. Like, even when Granddaddy, when he he keeps saying like, "Oh, I I can't. I hope that I'm still alive when you, when you graduate, when you get your white coat." And I'm like, "Damn!" Like, even though like this is what I want to do, like having that added pressure on on me, it's just like I can't worry about that. You know what I'm saying? I have to do this in my own time. Like, I can't worry about trying to rush everything just to make sure that he's here. Like, if God wants him to be here, he's going to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like I can't put that added pressure on my on what I want to do. Um, but I don't know. That's real. It's a lot. I think you're definitely going to be a doctor, though. Like, I think I so believe, too. I believe at, at this point, I think at this point I am because I have a lot of plans, um, and the way I'm going, I, f- I feel like that's why I need to stop questioning God's uh, will for my life because I feel that the path that I the path that I'm on, I feel like I can somewhat see the lines connecting or see the dots connecting Mm -hmm. so I'm like okay God I think I see where you're going with this but as as a human you're always like but what about this or you're like well what if this is just because this is what I want to do but it's just like the dots keep connecting so it gotta be you know what I'm saying? If the dots keep connecting, they're connecting for a reason. They wouldn't be connecting if... So what dots do you see connecting? Like, just with me being... Like, moving to Jacksonville and... Um, doing the... Like, figuring out the doula stuff and 
Like I, which is so crazy because to have a dream of being an OB and never thinking about being a doula, like it's just like, why did that never come to me? I could have been a doula a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's just like it took me moving to Jacksonville to get that. And it's just like that dot and then, you know, now being here and having that certification, it's just like six months ago I would have never thought I had would I wasn't even thinking about having a doula certification. Yeah, that is true. So it's just like, and then that leading to a midwife and that leading to an OB, like. Yeah. It's, those are the dots that I see connecting. And right now I'm just trying to love the process of getting there because I know it's going to be a long process, but I'm here for the ride. And that's the hard part about surrendering. Free falling. Free falling. Yeah. Into God's mercy. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your why God? Um, why do we why do why am I even alive? That's my why God. Why God am I even here? Why am I alive? Why am I on this earth? What is my purpose in life? Why God? What is your purpose? Yes, like why God? Why did you put why did you put humans in this confusing ass fucking world to figure shit out? It wasn't confusing at first. Okay, I get that, but it's confusing now. So it's like, damn. But God already knew. He already knew what the fuck even Adam was gonna do, bro. Like, so for him to act like he's so surprised. He, no, he didn't know what they were going to do. He knew the alternate realities of what they were gonna do, but he ultimately didn't know that was the first test of free will was adam and will we failed miserably yeah we kind of did but like i said in our that might be another podcast topic um but our maybe our job is to get back to that point where we're we're trying to figure figure out where that free will is but yeah, he knows all the choices that we can make. He just doesn't know which decision we're going to make. How can an all-knowing God not know what, what path we're going to be on? Because he gave us free will. So at any given moment... <laughs> at any given moment, we could change our mind. You know what I'm saying? So... At least that's what I believe. Yeah. I feel like he know. I feel like for me, it makes me feel better. He knows what we're going to do. That way it can work for our good. I mean. Well, the thing is, is that once we decide what we do, what we, what we're going to do, and we actually make that decision from that point, he can kind of be like, all right, well, changes, changes, uh, plans have changed. Um, you know, let's, let's see how we can work this. Like he's, he will work with you with whatever you decide. Yeah. What is your why God? Um, why God is surrendering to your will so difficult. Because we feel like he don't know what he's doing. <laughs> At least that's how I feel. I feel like he don't know what the fuck you're doing. 
I don't know where you taking me. I don't even know if I want to do what you want me to do. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, you don't... I feel like we will want to do what he wants. I feel like that's like a... I don't know if that's a catch-22 or what, but it's just like, I feel like whatever he's guiding us to, we're going to want to do it. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. Like, as humans, we're not going to do what we don't want to do. Well, I'm not going to say that because you might not want to go to the gym, but you still do it because you have discipline. But what I'm saying is, like, in general, if there's something we don't want to do, we won't do it. Yeah. So... Whatever his will for our life is, I feel like on a deep level, we have to want to do it already. You know what I'm saying? Like he can put something in your life, but if you're not if you're not anywhere drawn to it, how's it gonna get done? That's why I feel like he has specific people to do specific tasks. I'm sure Paul didn't want to. I'm sure Paul didn't want to preach the gospel. But on some level, he did because he did it very well. Yeah, because he realized Jesus saved his life. He realized the man was real. Right. But so he was drawn to it. By force. Well, I don't think it was necessary by force. He blinded the man, bro. <laughs> he blinded the man. <laughs> but still like but not he could have still been like nah bro you crazy yeah that's true like at the end of the day it's still a choice all of this makes me want to go back to sleep <laughs> honestly <laughs> just God in general just makes me want to go back to sleep man cause that man is so confusing bro like to me like man I don't know what the fuck you want from me what do you want from me? Like, what do you want from our lives? I know we're supposed to help people. And we're supposed to tell people about... He wants love. That's all he wants. Yeah, but it's hot. It's very hard to love something you can't see, don't well. You can know about him in the Bible. And you can feel him if you, like, tap into it. But it's like... Overcoming your humanness. Didn't you love Santa Claus when you thought he was real? No. I just loved the gifts he brought. And I paid him back through cookies and milk. Alright, I did love Santa Claus. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know, bro. I just want some damn answers. I feel like I'm not getting them shits. At all. <sighs> yeah. Man, it's a struggle, y'all. Not a struggle, it's a challenge. It is, a, it is a challenge and it's supposed to, I feel like it's supposed to be challenging because if it wasn't you just feel like you're walking in darkness but you're not because he has the light yeah but you can't see it you can I can't yes I'm looking for it it's like you feel the fumbling around in the dark you know trying to see where it is you're walking or where you're going me personally, I'm just trying to figure out where, what am I supposed to do with my life? Like, that's just me making it about me. But still, like, I think that's the majority of everybody. Like, what are we all here for? Why did you put us on this earth? This very hard earth. If you hear, if you listen to anybody, anybody, even Will Smith said, life is hard. 
Everybody says life is hard. So why did you put us on here for life to be so hard? Why do we have to live this hard, hard life? Why God, why God do I got to suffer? Pain in my heart, carry struggles. Why God, why God do I got to bleed? Every stone thrown at you is rested at my feet. Like, what? but why? <laughs> Kendrick said that. But why? Like, well, why do I have to live this hard life? Like, what am I supposed to learn? I mean, suffering is, is a part of life. Yes, it's suffering. suffering. I think it says in the Bible, toil brings. Toil is good for you. Yeah, is it now? Cause it yeah, because character. it builds character. Yeah, it builds character. It builds, um, you know, consistency and commitment. Those are all the things we need to actually survive in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it is like. I mean, if we didn't worse. suffer, if no one suffered in the world, I don't know how that would look. I think everybody would be positive, which is not ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't know. What are you listening to? Nothing. Nothing at all. Listen to the I listen to the same music over and over again. Still listen to Ari. Um, listen to Damn. I listen to that on the way up here. Uh, it was always me against the world till I found out it's me versus me. Why? <laughs> why? Uh. That's about it. Um, and then I was watching the Will Smith, his uh, his bungee jump thing, and that's about it. That's all I'm listening to. What about you? Um, uh, I'm listening to um, I was listening to this song called "The Search" by NF. He's a Christian rapper. I call him the Christian Eminem. A lot of people do. Yes, yeah. like. I know. And he's just yeah. That song that you was just listening to just now was actually pretty good. Yeah, that was yeah. That was the search. Oh, for real. Yeah, that was the. It's a new song he got out. But yeah, I've li- I've been. I want to listen to him more because I feel like he expresses a lot of the emotions I'm feeling, and it's okay. Him ha- or listening to him. Validates for me that you can be angry positive because, like, most of the time you're like, Oh, you listen to like when you're going through something, you listen to gospel or whatever to uplift you, but it's not really, it's 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 relatable because it is talking about things that you need to hear, but it feels forced, not necessarily forced, but it's just like sometimes you just want to hear like some real shit, yeah. And that's to me that's so inspiring. Yeah. So that's what I've been listening to lately. Um Well, just today I started that. What was I listening to yesterday? Oh, yeah. I was listening to uh Jadena and um Lizzo. Lizzo? L I Z Z O. I don't know, but she's really good. I like her, so 
Is she a Christian artist? Oh, no. She's like a... Alternative rap, like Macklemore type alternative rap. Macklemore, Macklemore. Who listens? Am I? Isn't he alternative? <laughs> <laughs> Is that that type of like pop rap or something? No, like. No, I don't listen to Macklemore, but I'm saying like <laughs> listen to his songs that I when I think of alternative, I think of like classic rock or something like that. No, 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 no. Like no, I'm talking about like. I don't know, like no name, like Oh yeah. 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 Um but yeah, so what's what's got your mind? What I wanna do with my life. What I want out of my life. And not fucking get up. Mm. What about you? Uh just trying to create routines and systems and schedules i'm reading this book called the compound effect by darren hardy i'm just talking about i just started reading it so i'm still on like chapter one but -hmm. it's just talking about uh, making the right choices and um yeah so consistency i have a really hard time with consistency and i feel like a lot of people do because you have to have the discipline to be consistent. And it's like, where does the discipline come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. <sighs> I feel like that's another episode too, because when we're, when we're children, we're still living under our parents' house. Our parents are, our parents are our discipline because if we don't do something. We get our ass beat. Yeah. Or, or punished or whatever. So it's just like, that's what kept you in line. That's what kept you being consistent. Because if you wasn't, I couldn't wake up on a Saturday morning and not start cleaning. You know what I'm saying? Get your ass up. <laughs> so it's just like, that's what kept us consistent. So being out, you know, on your own, you have to find your own discipline. It's just like, oh, you would think that oh because you wanted to do it yourself that that would be your discipline but it's not because you wake up and it's like yeah you want to do it but you don't want to so I'm not going to do it yeah so yeah so just creating discipline and consistency is what I am it's what's on my mind right now well guys that ends our episode what four yep session four session four tune in for our session five which will likely be tomorrow we've been going at this every day you've been pretty consistent with that so i think you have a vision for the podcast we'll see where it goes yeah that's gonna be crazy looking back on the on these episodes though yeah it is gonna be crazy so i am redeemed rebel and i am chai All right, we'll catch you guys later. Peace. Drink more water.